All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. So my guest today is Ryan Klingensmith. He's going to be on for all four things. And Ryan, you founded a company that is called Shape the Sky. So why don't you give a quick bio of who you are, what you do, and why you founded Shape the Sky. Sure. Well, thank you for having me, first of all, and I'm really excited about this. I'm a licensed professional counselor and have been for a long time working with teens in general since uh, Kirk Cambain was on tour. And uh, when I say that with kids now, they don't even know who that is. But I've been working with kids for a long time. And uh, over the years, you know, I've just seen all the different things that have impacted kids. And um, probably starting about 2012, you know, kids were really getting their hands on, uh, on technology, smartphones, iPod touches and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, start downloading apps like Instagram and, and Snapchat. Then I started to see 
see the impact that that was having with the kids. Uh, so I started just throwing some trainings together and, and was going around to just like local organizations and saying like, you know, here's where the kids are with these apps and here's where we're at. Like it's two different worlds here. And some of the mental health behaviors that I dealt with uh, trying to help kids were starting to appear online and other mental health providers and parents didn't realize that this was kind of like a culture on there. So uh, people really started getting an interest in it and wanting these trainings because it's like a kind of quick catch up to what kids are doing with technology and uh, where they're standing. So uh, we just founded the company called Shape the Sky. And uh, we kind of called it that because really the sky is your oyster. You know, whatever you want to do with your life, you can do it if you put your mind to it. And whether that is, you know, doing great things with technology or if you're making a whole bunch of mistakes when you're younger, you know, that could damage your sky. So we wanted to just make it be a positive thing, though. like let's shape your sky into whatever you want it to be. Well, I feel like the pledge is a great place to start when it comes to shaping like your online presence and what you want to put out into the world when it comes to being online. So yeah, for the first thing I want to get into the pledge, which is something that I believe came from Carrie. So do you want to tell us a little bit about her and then we can go over like what taking the pledge actually looks like and what the different actions are? Sure, absolutely. So uh, Carrie came to me a few years ago, uh, she and her mom, they're at a local school here. And, uh, you know, she does these pageants and she, you know, it, it was kind of a nice mutual thing that happened. She was in, doing these pageants, but she's also in seventh grade and seeing how kids are uh, misusing technology because she's a really good kid. And uh, she said, you know, I want my platform for these pageants to be, you know, to use these, uh, you know, technology responsibly. And she said, you know, you have a great platform to get the, my message out. Would you, you know, like to do partner with this? And I said, absolutely. The more kids I can get involved in this, the better. Well, you know, I have to say when I went over the pledge and while we're talking about kids, I feel like this is a pledge that adults can take as well. And in fact, I wish a lot of adults would, you know, we've seen how nasty comments or posts can be when it comes to Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, it can get awful, but it's not just from kids. It's from a lot of adults and, you know, even people that we should be able to trust and follow, you know, the first thing in the pledge is use technology with integrity, which integrity is defined as doing the right thing, even when no one, including my parent or guardian, or if you're an adult, well, <laughs> then no one is watching. And I'm going to let you go through the, the rest of the pledges, but I just wanted to make sure that adults knew like this pledge might also be good for you to consider for for yourself because we we all could use that reminder of like wow we've been given this gift of technology but how do we want to use it and what do we want to put out into the world yeah i think there's a lot of growing pains with technology uh you know i think back to the myspace days and how antiquated that was and like you know 10 years from now what are we adults are we going to be proud of how we were using this because it's just all so new right but i think you know using technology with integrity uh, when nobody's looking is like really important to everybody and i think you know the beauty kind of this pledge is you know, it's kind of designed for a parent to sit down and go over it with their child, right? So they're working through this. Uh, and, and I say this works really well for elementary school kids, uh, you know, lower middle school, fifth, sixth grade, kind of before maybe they own technology. So this would be really good for them to sit down with and say, listen, you're using technology at school, you're using it here at home on our family device, uh, but let's talk about how you're going to use it. And maybe, as you were saying about with adults, maybe this would help adults with their reminder as they're going through this with their kids. Are you, you know, doing this as well? Kids are going to have technology without parents around. My kids are on Chromebooks at school and I want them to use it with integrity because that's what we, you know, build in our family. Okay. So after the use technology with integrity, what's the next part of the pledge? 
Yeah. So the next part is think before I post. I always tell kids, use a stoplight, right? Think about, you know, when you come to a stoplight and it's turning yellow, you have to slow down and think, is it safe to go through or should you stop? And do the same thing before you post, right? Slow, slow down, look at it and say, you know, if everybody saw this, is this a green light thing? Is this okay to post? Or is this a red light thing that might get me in trouble? So reword it and do how you're going to do it a little bit differently. But think before you hit send, because I think kids just fire things off so quickly without even thinking about the repercussions. Okay, so think before I post. What's next? Posting for permanency. Like what I post. Because I think sometimes when a young person posts something, they're like, oh, if it goes bad, I'll just delete it. Well, as soon as you hit submit or upload or whatever, like it's gone and it's out of your control. So whatever you send, realize it is permanent. Even though you can delete it, it might be saved somewhere else. Oh, yeah. People can save stuff all the time. I mean, we've seen that happen with celebrities. The most recent one that comes to mind for me is Chrissy Teigen, John Legend's wife. She had posted some stuff on Twitter years ago and probably never thought it would come back to bite her in a way. And she was just firing off stuff, thinking that she was just being funny. And then, well, this many years pass and looking back at it, it's actually not that funny. And she did get, I'm not a part of cancel culture. I don't believe in that because I think that people have opportunities to grow and change. But she was lumped into that I've been canceled category because of tweets from years ago, like when Twitter first started. So yes, I mean, she could even go back and take them down, but people screenshot things. There's ways to dig stuff up and yeah, show that it was there. So I love that one, post for permanency. So if you wouldn't want to see it there later or thinking like, hey, this is here forever, then don't do it. Yeah. And a good activity I do with like maybe your 14 year old, for example, is say, you know, think about when you're 18, like that's four years from now, you know, about, you know, you're going to be a lot different than you are now. And would you want to go back and apologize for your eight year old self for something you posted way back then? Because like when you were eight, like things were a whole lot different. You know, do you remember the things you were doing when you're an eight? You know, and that, that really kind of brings it into context for them. Okay. What's the next part of the pledge? Uh, post with a purpose. So, you know, I, I, there's a lot of stuff on social media that's just kind of, I don't know, it's, it's not for any kind of good purpose. So, the, you know, telling kids, okay, whatever you post out there, make it important, make it have a good message, make it be something important, not just, you know, firing off uh, memes or something nasty, right? To make it, make sure it's an important thing. We have three more parts of the pledge. I'll go through it. Safeguard for security. Safeguards for security is basically like, okay, we're not going to post my information out there. We're not going to post my, uh, you know, my age, my full name, all that kind of stuff, like all my personal data. And it has a little bit of that listed on the pledge so that they really realize what that is. And then the next one is minimize screen time. I was just talking to a kid today about, you know, pull out your screen time and tell me how much time you spent on Snapchat last, you know, over the week. And it was six hours and that's a lot. So, you know, it, it's 10 minutes here, it's 20 minutes there, but when you add it all up, it becomes a lot. So you really want to minimize that screen time so you can still do the things you used to do in your life before you got technology. Do you have a recommended amount? Every family is going to be a little bit different with whatever they, you know, are comfortable with. You know, our daughter, she has an hour on her iPod per day and she can balance that out however she wants. If she's FaceTiming a friend, if she's texting somebody, if she's taking selfies, if she wants to, uh, you know, listening to music, we, that's a little bit different. But any kind of like computer function on that, we limit to an hour. And that's been a nice balance for us. I like having a reference to see what other people do, but you're right. Every family is different. Okay. And so now we're on to the final part of the pledge. Yeah. It says, say what I see. And I, you know, I always end my conversations with kids around this is like, if you see something online, you're going to see it before we will trust me because you're on this way more than we will. If you see something that you're uncomfortable with or upsetting or concerned about, say what you see, you know, and let an adult help you out. 
And then kids, they sign this pledge, put their name, their age. Yeah, they can just put their name, first name, their age and their location, just so we can kind of see, you know, how far it's traveling. And they click, I promise. And when they hit submit, it will download this pledge as a PDF and then they can sign it and parent can sign it and hang it on the fridge. So where can parents find the pledge? It's on shapethesky.org under the pledge section. Shapethesky.org. And then there's a drop down, hit pledge. And I think this is an excellent thing to be able to print out and yeah, keep on the fridge like you're saying. So you have access to it and kids know right where it is. And there's no confusion. I feel like this just gives it clarity of like, hey, this is what we expect. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing, setting expectations, right? We've all had bosses. We've all had jobs. And the the jobs I really did well at, I had a very clear boss or supervisor that told me my expectations before I got involved. Uh, And I think this is starting that structure. Yeah. Now, Ryan, I know that there is a conversation to be had about like a a contract when you're actually getting a piece of technology. So I want to get into that next. Second thing. Okay, so for Shape Your Expectations, you have a youth parent contract for digital technologies. And part one of that is the conversation. And this is more designed for kids when they're going to have their own technology, uh, you know, that's kind of designated as theirs. But I really think it's important not just to hand it to them and say, don't do anything stupid on it. You have to set the expectations just like you would have a contract to use, you know, your technology with Verizon or AT&T. You have to have an expectation of how you use it with your within your family. Uh, you know, so the, the part one of the contract is kind of a two page thing. And it's talking about, you know, really, why am I having this conversation with you? You know, why? what's the importance of this? And, uh, you know, talking about like, I didn't grow up in the digital age like you did, but I want to be a responsible parent around this. And, you know, first of all, setting the before technology requirements, like, you know, you are going to do well in your grades. You're going to do well with, uh, you know, your chores and stuff like that. You're a role model. I see you as a role model in person. You're a good, kind human being in person, but you're going to be a good, kind human being in a digital world too. You know, that's part of the expectation there. And you have to be consistently being that good person, consistently showing that you're pulling off your good grades and doing all your chores and stuff like that. And also, you know, this is an expensive item, right? You're going to be responsible with that. So in order to be responsible with that, you're not going to leave your jacket at school three days a week or, you know, forget your your stuff outside or leave things laying around the house. You have to show that you can, you know, be responsible for items in general before you get this really expensive item. The conversation is starting off as, well, what I'm reading here, it's like, dear son, daughter, or child, I love, You are at that age where you are wanting a smartphone, an iPod, a tablet, or digital device that can connect you to the world. If we are reading this together, then I am considering your request to move to this next stage in your life. If we are reading this together and you already have a device, realize that I'm trying to parent differently. I am readjusting how I watch over, teach, and love you to meet the challenges of the world today. And I love that both of those are included in that first paragraph of the contract, because there might be parents that, yes, as they're learning, they're like, oh, shoot, my child's already had a phone for two years and I haven't implemented any of this. How can I go back and kind of undo some things and re-implement the new ways? So this helps parents do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I do a lot, I do a lot of trainings for parent groups and like sometimes people come up afterwards and they're like, that was all really good. And I didn't know a lot of that stuff, but you know, I already gave them this technology. What do I do? And I said, well, don't go home tonight and rip it out of their hands. Chances are they're not, you know, engaging all the stuff we just talked about, but you're going to have to start introducing the conversation that, hey, I'm going to adjust how we're doing this a little bit. 
and start letting them know that you want to be more involved in this and that you weren't at, at the beginning and you want to change how that is. So that's why that paragraph is in there to kind of help parents, you know, in a way that, you know, they're not just immediately not trusting their kids, but they're re- reshaping how they're going to talk to the kids about technology. Now, I know you mentioned the before technology requirements, but there's also in the contract like your before technology balance, which again, I know this is for kids, but I think this is an excellent section that a lot of adults could implement in their life too. Yeah. You know, you as you grow up, your interests change. But, you know, like I, I rode my bike a lot as a kid. And, uh, you know, when I got a car, that ended until I went to college and realized I need to ride. I like to ride my bike again. I, I forgot that. And I, I don't want kids to forget who they are and what they enjoy and stuff like that. And I think, you know, it's really easy to get locked into a piece of digital technology. But like, what did you love when you were little? Was it art? Was it painting? Was it running around with your friends? Was it playing some kind of sport? Was it dance? Was it, you know, whatever? Uh, you know, don't forget about that kind of stuff. And if I see that you're forgetting about that kind of stuff, then we're going to adjust how much we use this or how we use it. And I just think like me as a 40 year old mom, like I sometimes have to be self-aware of how much I've been on my phone and maybe need to put it down and go do other things that I love, like get outside for a walk, read a book for a little hot minute. My friend Gracie and I were, were painting. So it was just something fun, like tapping into other parts of you instead of just staring at a screen all day long. Yeah. And we as the parents have to be the role models for that. I tell people like, listen, we, we have to be good custodians of this too. If we're always having our nose in our phone, it feels different. Yeah. We're doing work emails or something like that. So it feels more of a, a constructive thing than just, you know, Snapchatting our friends, but what does it look like to a child? You know, we have to role model that balance as well. Yeah. Or like maybe even as a, as a family, you take a look at how much everyone's on it and maybe implement more family games and activities where you get together. Doing puzzles is something that we often have going in our house. So I think it's just something that the whole family can take a look at. What other points do you have when it comes to like this conversation of, of part one of the contract? There's a section that says a reminder of what words mean, uh, because, you know, I think since Facebook came around in 2004, you know, it's kind of messed up our term friend. Uh, you know, I was uh, on Facebook one day and my son came up and, you know, we were looking at this post or whatever. And he said, well, who posted that? And I said, well, a friend of mine on Facebook. And he's like, well, how do you know them? And I'm like, well, okay, it's really kind of confusing because I'm, I'm not really friends. I don't go hang out with them, but I used to work with them 10 years ago. And But we don't buddy around, but we're still like a, a friend, um, but not really. It's kind of an acquaintance thing. It's, it's really messed up, you know, to try to explain to him what friends mean. So, you know, I have a lot of kids tell me they have these online friends. And I'm like, wait a minute, let's talk about what friend means. This is somebody you met online who maybe has some friendship qualities, but a friend is really who you grew up with. With and who you had birthday parties with and who you laughed with and, and, and played with outside and uh, did all those things with. That's that's who a friend is, who, who you're physically connected to and able to go run around and do things. Yeah, you can make friends online, but you'll never get uh, that friendship uh, part that, you know, that you would have got like you did in elementary school from spending all this time with them. And I, I think part of that is like talking to, what does talking to mean? When I'm talking to kids, they're always telling me they're talking to somebody, but really it's through Snapchat or it's through, uh, you know, text message. And you lose a lot of the conversation about that. So I just wanted to redefine what words mean for them, because if you're not saying the right words, it, it doesn't mean the right thing or the same thing. So is it important for parents to understand the distinction or for parents to teach kids the difference? I, I think teaching, because whenever I'm working with kids and they say, I was talking to my boyfriend or girlfriend, was it talking in person or were you Snapchatting? 
well, we were Snapchatting. I'm like, you lose a lot of relationship when you're Snapchatting. So really kind of helping them redefine those words. And then what about the part that refers to being left out? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a, a lot of kids are, are seeing stories and stuff like that and, the, and a party they weren't invited to. And, it, you know, when I wasn't invited to a party, I didn't know. And that was OK. Right. But now they see all the stuff going on. And, uh, you know, in this section, I want to encourage them that you're not going to be invited to every single party that's ever out there. You're not going to be invited to every, you know, event. That's just not how it works. Right. But you might see parties that you weren't invited to out there. Uh, and and you, you have to realize that ahead of time that you can't be part of everything. And then what about fitting in? Fitting in, like this this basically comes down to, um, you know, making sure that you're not being unkind or doing something unwise to somebody else just to fit in. You know, I'm not jumping on that bullying bandwagon. You know, if you see other kids making rude comments in a group chat, don't do the same just so that you don't lose friends or so that you fit in. And then knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. So um, this is where we partner with young people, okay? Because they have the knowledge to work the technology, but don't have the wisdom to behave on it. We've got the wisdom to behave on it, but we don't know how to work it. Okay. So that's where uh, I want kids to be part of this between adults and kids is like, you know how to work this technology. Teach me, help me become part of this because I need to know how to work this so that if you struggle with something, you can tap my wisdom because I've been through life. I know how to handle situations. I want you to tap my wisdom to help you with the situation on the piece of technology that you understand better than I do. What about emotional health and just the importance surrounding that? talk with a lot of kids that have spent a lot of time on technology and, you know, and then a parent takes it for a little bit and then they'll tell me, man, I didn't know what I was missing and what was going on with me. And, you know, I just wasn't myself. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that they are aware that, you know, you were a pretty happy kid or you were doing really well before this technology. If, you know, feeling like you're not fitting in or you're not balancing your life or you want to stop going to karate like you used to is starting to affect your mental health or your emotional health, then we have to restore that balance. So we have to keep a check on your emotional health as you're using technology. What are some signs some parents can look for if they feel as though technology may be messing with the mental health of their children? Yeah, I mean, you're going to know your kids. If there's changes in behaviors, changes in moods, uh, if they're hiding things, getting more sneaky, getting more quiet, shutting down, they don't want to do things with their friends anymore. Maybe they, another thing is they're not using technology as much as they used to because maybe it's just upsetting them too much. So they start putting it away. Know your kids and know the changes and try to correlate it to what they're using. Is it after they used a, a device or are they avoiding device? Stuff like that. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. 
All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Okay, so now I want to get to the terms part of the youth parent contract for digital technologies. Now, this is where there's this list of 41 expectations. 
And so what are some that you would just want to highlight and how did you come up with like these 41? Uh, a, a lot of parents had asked me about a contract and I, uh, there's been, you know, basic contracts I've seen floating around the internet. I knew that a contract needed to be in place, but what I did was I just sat down and started writing out what I would want to be in a contract for using any kind of technology for a young person. So I got my list down and then I went through it and then I jumped to the internet. I did an extensive search of other people's contracts out there to see, you know, if I'd missed anything, just, you know, because there's just so much to it and made sure I had really a, a wholesome contract here that encapsulated everything. But it goes through a lot of different things. And uh, I'm not going to go through them all, obviously, but, uh, you know, these are the terms where the technology is going to be kept. When can you use it? What are the school rules? Are you allowed to take it to school? But, you know, what are the school rules? What's it say in the handbook? Uh, you know, because we want to follow those rules too. Talking about sharing passwords or sharing accounts or hiding apps or um, having multiple accounts for like two or three Instagram accounts. It talks about that kind of stuff. Making sure we're not sharing photos of uh, IDs, passwords, stuff like that, phone numbers, anything like that. And then talking about, you know, if somebody approaches you online, like, what do I do? Who do well, immediately you come and you tell me and we'll talk about this, uh, you know, because it might be appropriate, it might not. Uh, you know, one of the things I think we spend a lot of time with kids, uh, you know, or parents are pretty sure to send, tell kids is do not send any pictures of yourself uh, unclothed, right? The thing I think we miss is telling kids do not request that from somebody else because that's unfair to them, right? To put a person in a position like that where you're asking for something. So I think we always need to highlight that just as much. It talks about not being deceptive, not being hurtful to other people. And I've had people say there's a lot in here. But listen, it's going to take you 20 minutes to go through this thing. The 20 minutes of prevention or setting a contract in place may save you hours of uncovering stuff and dealing with a mess that, you know, you didn't set the structure for ahead of time. I've had a lot of parents come to me and, and they say, I know I need to do something, but I don't have technology and I don't use it at the level they do. So I don't know what to put into a contract. So that's why I put as much in here as I can. You know, if some of it doesn't apply, scratch it out, edit, adjust for your needs. But I tried to get it all in there so that you didn't miss anything because there's, you know, usually, oh, I forgot to do that. And as you said, that's where they find the loophole and they go into something you didn't clearly define. Yeah. I'm just going to point out a few that have stood out to me. The first of the 41 I love, which is technology is a privilege. It's not a right. I'm willing to continue the responsible behaviors I have displayed to earn this privilege. Love that one. Um, another one that stood out to me was, I understand who someone says they are online is not who they may be in real life. I feel like, again, that's another one adults could repeat back to themselves. We can think we know certain things about people or think that people have this kind of life and then feel bad about ours and just know, no, you're getting like the filtered version. I will talk to my parents if I see someone I don't know posting concerning or inappropriate content. I think like you said, like kids are going to notice this stuff before we do. And I think having something in there that opens up an opportunity for your kids to feel safe coming to you about something like that's awesome. I love that one. Yeah, I have kids that have told me um, just many over the years, sometimes I'm afraid to tell my parents about something because they're going to think I went online looking for it and I didn't go online looking for it, but I found it. And uh, if I tell them, they're going to take my device. And so does this help, like having something like that in the contract help also protect the child too from potentially losing their device if the parents overreact? 
I'm hoping that this contract helps parents not overreact because you said it ahead of time. If you see something, say something, basically, you're not in trouble for somebody else's behavior on here, but we want to help that person or whatever it is, you know, we're going to put a filter on so that you don't see that content anymore. Whatever happens, we, we don't want you to be in trouble for something you found. Awesome. Well, y'all can um, see the contract. It's at shapetheskyorg and I already have my copy printed out. So my kids are getting the uh, Shape the Sky experience <laughs> over at my house. And so, yeah, this is definitely an amazing resource and such a helpful tool for so many people. I'd love to have you share some things that you're thankful for before we go, if you're down for that. Sure thing. Absolutely. Okay, so I thought we'd wrap with some gratitude as I often do with guests. And if you just want to share with us a TV show that you're thankful for, a book, an Instagram follow, and a drink. Okay, well, let me start off with the TV show. I'm a very curious person. So uh, The Curse of Oak Island, I'm I'm stuck to that show. I can't get unstuck from it. I learned about Oak Island when I was a kid from the TV series In in Search of years ago. But uh, I'm I'm just, it, it feeds my curiosity. As far as a book, I would have to say I'm a Stephen King fan. I'm a zombie fan. And obviously, I'm into technology and smartphones. So he has a book called Cell, C-E-L-L, which kind of incorporates all three. I won't give it away, but I've read that book more than once. Ooh, okay. You might be my first guest that's ever shared a Stephen King book. I know. I love it, though. I mean, I'm not particularly into like scary things, but I like that you're bringing a little diversity to the podcast. Yes. And it's got, uh, uh, you know, technology built into it. It's, it's a really unique book. Okay. And then what about an Instagram follow? Instagram follow, I would have to say uh, Red Bull Bike, one word. Okay. It's uh, Red Bull does a lot of, uh, you know, it's mountain biking down really huge hills, people doing incredible jumps and, uh, you know, stuff I wish I could uh, <laughs> do at this age, but I can't. But it's really fun to just experience these people doing crazy things on mountain bikes, going downhills and, and off these jumps and everything. So kind of fun. And then do y'all have an Instagram for shape the sky? Yep. It's just shape the sky. Okay. So at shape the sky, if people want to check that out. Um, and then what do you got for us? Like a drink recommendation or a little snack or what do you like? I've been told I'm boring, but I like a vente dark roast with sugar-free vanilla from Starbucks. Oh, okay. Vente dark roast with sugar-free vanilla pumps. Yep. Yep. Just black with the sugar pumps. Yep. I got to say that's a first here too. I've been told I'm boring, but you know, sometimes I need boring. Ryan, you're not boring. You're you. I feel like it's not boring because you're actually giving me something different than most people give me. So there you go. Okay. Well, shapethesky.org. Again, that's where y'all can find a lot of Ryan's work and a lot of the stuff we went over today. I think it is a very important resource for any parents listening, or if you happen to play a role in kids' lives, maybe you are a teacher, maybe you're an aunt or an uncle, shapethesky.org is something that you should definitely check out. And Ryan, thank you so much for all that you do for the youth and and helping guide us through raising the kids and um, putting out this content for us. It's really awesome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. 
No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 